Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and sometime kitty co-hosts, Miss Perrington and Mookie are safe at home. We are recording live from the Fallout Theater podcast studio. ComedyWham.com. Paper rustling is also a really great sound effect. Uh, ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy, our festivals page listing upcoming festivals across the country and the world, and, oh well, if you're interested, the 2023 FPIA contest page has been out there with final results for a while. We're best known for our events page for live comedy shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW, where 100% of the entries you see come from comics and producers. If you want your show featured on the calendar, click the Submit a Show button from the top of the home page or events page to complete the short survey. It's free and easy. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we'll share your show promo to our Instagram followers. Want to support these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Click the Support CW icon on our homepage to see the ways that you can help us. Now back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. And if you like this podcast, please, please, please rate and review us. Today, I am talking to... Amy Knopp. And I am a showrunner for Come At Me, a weekly show at Fallout Theater. Uh, in addition to that, I'm a teacher of improv at Cold Town Theater, and I'm in a weekly house team there called A Very Special Episode, and I'm a co-festival director for Austin Sketch Fest. Hey, I'm Isaac Garza. I am also a showrunner for Come At Me. Um, I'm also a filmmaker here in Austin, and uh, I'm also in a Herald team at Cold Town Theater called All Night, All Night, All Night. Uh, my name is Kyle Erion. Uh I am also a showrunner for Come At Me. And uh, I am uh, in a very special episode, a weekly house team with uh, Amy. And I do a little bit of acting around Austin, um, just finished a play. And now I'm back cozy in my home of comedy. So, yeah. And you can see the three of them in one way, form of another every Saturday night at Fallout Theater. And now Comedy Wham presents our guests, Cal Irian, Amy Knapp. Isaac Garza of Come At Me at Fallout Theater. Hello. Hey. Oh, okay, we did it. We got through the intro. Yeah. We're real podcast pros. So. You really, yeah, yeah. I was so smooth. You think that was smooth? I was worried I, about mine. I, I just now I was like I was I was wondering if I should if we should ask to do mine again. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I said the word sketch in a way that nobody could understand what I was saying. I guess <laughs> I guess because you guys did so poorly, I felt I did so. Yeah, smooth. yeah. that's probably you really stood out yeah. in a good way. Mm-hmm. I didn't even do well, anything special. I, I feel like I, I just was like, wow, like you two sounded that you have so many accolades, and I, mine was my extra one was I was in a play. <laughs> you you, you could have said the name of the play. You didn't even I was say. in a play. I, w- I was in uh, the Jarrett Productions. Uh, uh, presentation of Death Trap, oh. which which ran uh, for a few weeks. Yeah, uh, eight of twelve. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a very good show. Very, mm-hmm. we, we did pretty good. Did pretty good. Nice. Yeah. It was a good time. But you guys don't need me because you're ha- just having the conversation 
amongst yourselves. No, please stay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's an alternative to Kyle just talking the whole time. Yeah, it'll just be me talking to them about... Yeah. Let's yeah. debrief your play experience. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty to say. Well, uh, Kyle, you're the one that reached out about getting getting on the, the podcast yeah. as a way to, to promote Come At Me. Um, why don't you, as as the you know, the one that, that put yourself out there, tell me a little b- brief part about what Come At Me is, that okay. way people can know what we're talking about, why we have the three of you here. And then sure. Isaac and Amy, you can fill in. Well, uh, really, it's uh, Isaac's brainchild, uh, the show format. Um was a was a, your advanced studies at Coltown, correct? Yeah, it started uh, as an advanced study um, project for Coltown Theater. Um, Which what is that for people that don't know? <laughs> oh, sorry, Coltown. <laughs> sorry, Theater. listeners. Coltown Theater is a is a comedy theater here in Austin, and they have a program where it's like six to nine months, where people who have been doing improv for a while kind of take a very conservatory approach to um, some training, and then you end with this project that's supposed to be like a sh- it's a show but it's supposed to serve as a pitch for like a residency type show yeah okay yeah and basically um i'll i'll take it i'll explain you you want me to explain Absolutely. it you want to explain it <laughs> uh basically what it is is we have uh volunteers from the audience who before the show um submit to our instagram account they DM us and they uh, submit their Instagram account to be shown on the projector screen. And we interview them about various posts uh-huh. that they have. Um, it's not really a roast show. We're not there to make fun of uh, the people. But if, you know. We're playful. Yeah, we're playful. We'll get yeah. a light razz going. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So then the, 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 we, we, we bring up the person's profile. We talk about it. We ask them questions. Have a nice little back and mm-hmm. forth. It's more of a back and forth than a straight up storytelling session. But if the storytelling, if it, there is a story, then that's great. And that helps us. And then after we get done doing that for a few minutes, uh, we jump into some scenes about that, uh, the information that we got from yeah. them. Improv comedy made up on the spot, inspired by your Instagram. There um, it is. And we've had some really interesting people in the audience that we've pulled profiles from. Like just last night, someone who makes props for movies and has a full-on Stormtrooper costume mm-hmm. they made. And I remember a couple weeks ago, we had a whole bunch of interesting We've had a lot of interest. Even just last night, there was a botanist. Like I don't talk mm. to botanists on a daily, so like it was really interesting <laughs> well, to. Yeah. You said oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was gonna highlight what you were saying. We had a botanist, we had a prop maker, and we had uh, a guy in the, from the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've had two weeks in a row. Uh, people on planes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of pilots fly <laughs> oh. spe- in specifically for our Saturday night show. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people fly in for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's, yeah. that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we definitely get people passing through Austin for the weekend for other things, and it's kind of fun to have them drop in and have this be their Austin comedy experience. I think mm-hmm. the the last show that I so I took some time off to do the play and uh, what was the play the called? Play again? Death Trap by Ira Levin. Thank it was thank a Jarrett Productions. Um, eight of twelve shows sold out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. And, uh, but, but before I left, we had two, uh, just two women who were just like having like a girl's night out and they both submitted their profiles and they Wait, got inter- women having a girl's night out. How does that, no. but that, that, <laughs> hey, that their words, not mine uh-huh. and uh, a women's night out. Yeah. And, um, and they just submitted their profiles and they had a freaking blast huh. and it was like so fun to like be with them as they were having this like very unique experience, you mm-hmm. know? 
Yeah, and something they'll probably talk about for years and years and years. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Isaac, when when did this idea launch in in your brain? Oh man, this ori- like the year, like this month or you know. No, the month. this this was a long time ago. <laughs> this was a pre-pandemic, um, oh, probably wow. around like 2019. We did the show. Uh, I then got on a house team for Fallout. I saw no need <laughs> to to pitch this show because uh. I just wanted to get stage time. And I got on a house team there, and I've been doing that for a long time. Long story short, uh, that house team uh, kind of dissolved, and then there was now that same slot open for uh, for any show at Fallout Theater. And um, Amy and I got together uh, with Mason, and then... Who's the artistic director of Fallout Theater. Yes. Mason Bidlock. Yeah. Um, he's Shout a great out. guy. Uh, we met at Bolden Creek Cafe. Yeah, our favorite. Can we get sponsored? Delicious, <laughs> delicious vegan foods, options for all dietary restrictions. We're ready to Bolden. advertise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we met and then we brought in Kyle, who's fantastic. Yeah. And so fun to play with. And then we made the show. So yeah, the, this idea originated probably back in 2019. Wow. And the yeah. first time that you held the show? Yes. Was- was at another theater and it was really fun people the the main problem with the idea was the worry that like oh man this show kind of depends on like whether people would want to share their profile or have Mm -hmm. fun doing that and the answer was yes like it was a blast like well once people you get people their profile up and you start asking them questions they get very excited about it even if they're like shy people they they want to share and yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's an outlet for people to come and share their, uh, their Instagram and maybe get asked things they don't usually get asked uh, and feel good. Cause then we make like a fun show out of it. It's very memorable for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's fun to see a show about you in a sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you do this every week, every Saturday night at fallout at eight thirty PM. And we've been doing it since July of this year. So, but not, was it was it July well, under the branding? We don't need to get into that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay then. <laughs> well, folks, listen. I, I don't want anyone to think there's some dark secret that we're hiding here. Basically, but for, it was called secret stuff. Yeah, was, but that but really it was a very bright and sh- uh, happy secret. Um, yeah. Basically, for a while we, we did a month of shows as 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 quote unquote secret stash was our name, uh-huh. and it was really just an Armando style show to get mm-hmm. to, to for chemistry building purposes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we launched come at me proper, which for non-improv heads, Armando is just a name of a format where mm-hmm. the improv is based off of storytelling or interviews from an audience. So what we're doing is a variation of that, where the storytelling comes from people's Instagram profiles. Yeah. Yeah. And each of the three of you are on, you perform for the show, but when I scroll through the come at me Instagram, like I see, a rotating yeah. yeah so you have others that come in and out you have guest performers there are yeah it's us really the rest of the cast we think of as guests no. just uh, us <laughs> no, three and then it's nine guests no i'm kidding i'm yeah. kidding you know I'm who kidding. the diva is of the yeah no, yeah, well it's always the actor i relive his death trap sold okay. out 12 productions joke. Uh, yeah, we have a core cast of 12, which are really great performers uh, pulled from all over, from Chicago, from Austin. Everybody lives here now, obviously. Um, it's a really well-balanced group, and we do occasionally have guests. So we have a list of people who sub into the show, um, which makes it fun, too. Yeah, and pretty much the one of the things that I really like about it is that pretty much all the guests are people that 
um, audition for the show. And, and it's such a big talent pool here. I mean, we can only have so many people in the core cast. So we have this great group. It's, it's really a, a, a secondary group of subs that, that come in when we need them. And they're people that are familiar with the show and that we think are really talented. And so it's really nice. And, and, and having them sub multiple times, there's chemistry built in. So it's, it's really nice. It's a really nice setup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think people who don't do improv maybe are confused about, you know, the group is still rehearsing and practicing and building chemistry behind the scenes and Mm -hmm. learning to do what they do better. Even Mm -hmm. if everything on stage is made up, there's still like a strict rehearsal process and, we have some really great coaches. Uh, Lisa Friedrich, who's one of the co-owners of Fallout Theater, coaches us. And we've also been coached by Carlos Larota, another one of the owners here at Fallout. Um, so I think we felt really supported from Fallout Theater mm-hmm. as like an institution in growing as performers and having mm-hmm. this stage time. So we're appreciative of that. What's the worst Instagram account you've ever seen? Well, we do look at them before we pick them, Uh but outside of that. (laughs) Yeah, there, well, we have, yeah. So sometimes we'll, we'll look at them and it'll be like someone will volunteer and they have like four posts Mm. and it's like that, that's kind of tough. That's not, you know, Hey man, you seem like a super nice guy, but we got to talk about stuff, your stuff. You don't, you don't have any stuff. Um, so yeah, that's. That's probably like the thing we run into the most. Yeah, I, I don't want to like roast anyone who's <laughs> no, no, no submitted to the show. Yeah. Well, the the, the flip is. Oh, did you go ahead? I, 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 I have the opposite opinion. I, I feel like it's so fascinating when people have only four posts because then you can you're kind right. Of, you can kind of like uh, grill them a little bit. Or, we should have gone through each one. We yeah. should cover his entire profile. Percent coverage. The 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 worst part, in my opinion, is when you ask them about something and then they don't want to talk about it, and it's like. <laughs> All right, Put we're just gonna talk about your post without you. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't like. I think you know. By and large, we, we really get we we get good profiles, usable profiles. Yeah. What it, what really makes them takes them to the next level is the person and uh, how open they're willing to be and how playful they are. And it's it's also incumbent on us as. Um, the people asking the questions to ask the right questions and to ask open-ended questions and to not kind of put them in a position where they're having to say yes or no. Yeah. Know? One of the most memorable uh, moments for me, just cause it was funny was it was just this regular guy. He had a photo vacation photos. We all have vacation photos on Instagram and it was, he had a picture just of him shirtless on the beach. And uh, one of us asked the question of like, who took this? And he, his response was, Oh, my cousin. <laughs> and we were like, wait, hold up. Why'd you say it like that? And he, he went on a whole story about like, oh, I'm never going on a trip with him again. Uh, it was so hard. He did. It was so hard for him to take a picture of me. I was like, what do you mean? He just didn't want to take pictures of me. <laughs> and then he, this, this uh, cousin kept popping up on other uh, posts as a commenter. And it was, it was fun to see his whole universe come alive in his Instagram grid. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, that guy specifically was one of, he's like one of my favorites that we ever did. And it was like one of the early, like one of like the first shows we did. Mm-hmm. He, he was the, he was one of the guys and he was, yeah, he, he was good. He was, he, and he was just like this, like, no, like normal guy who just had a lot of funny little details about his mm-hmm. trip to Mexico and his cousin and all this other stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. So I was going to follow up with, you know, you, Isaac, you've now shared, you know, one of your favorite accounts that you've been able to draw <laughs> stuff out for the stage. And Kyle, do you have your own personal favorite of, of an, of an account and how you, that one became your favorite? Uh, I really liked that guys, but, um, I'm trying to think of another one. We had, a well, we had the, those two ladies that came in for the, uh, for like the women's night of amusement. Thank uh, you for upgrading your term. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the human person's um, Fun time times. of joy. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, she, I, I actually knew her. Hmm. And so, uh, and, and, but, but I hadn't spoken to her in a long time and she, she came in, it was such a nice little reunion and she like her attitude and her spirit about the show was so great. And like, uh, she had, you could tell she was having a blast with it, was so down to joke, so down to have uh-huh. a good time. Hers was a lot of, uh, travel pictures of her and her kids. Um, but like I said, like one of my favorite things about her interview was her and it was like, uh, it would, the lights would go down and as the lights would go down for her scene, her, her scenes, you could she, like, she, I, she said, thank you guys so much. That was so much fun. <laughs> like, oh. and it was like, no one's ever thanked us on the spot, you know? And that it was just, it was a, such a great time to yeah. do her stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's great when you get to talk to people after the show who volunteered and hear what a fun time they had. Um, I think one of my, some of my favorites are when um, one person out of a couple chooses to be interviewed, but the photos are about both of them. Mm-hmm. So you're hearing one person's side of, tell us how you met, tell us how you got engaged, tell us about this. But then you can clearly see their partner there probably has a different interpretation of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, one time we did get to ask a follow-up question of the partner sitting next to them. And uh, it was just such a fun experience about the way we, as people have our own points of view that are you know filtered or biased towards well, us. Was this a Star Wars? No. Okay. This was... Um, a few weeks ago, it was about a Disney World proposal. Yeah, uh, the, at the Star Wars park in Disney World. Oh yeah, right? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, um, so that was just really funny to hear the guy's point of view about how that day went leading up to the surprise proposal at the Disney mm-hmm. park, and then because his partner was sitting right there, we were able to ask, "And what's your point of view on how that day went?" <laughs> it was different. Yeah, uh, things got tense in the room. Yeah. yeah, there's little details like that, like things like. In people's Instagram bio, they'll have things like uh, married too, and then they'll have the username of their partner. Oh. And then we'll ask, we'll go click on the partner's profile, and they don't have the oh. same thing in their bio. <laughs> you get that a lot. Yeah. And it, it, it's really funny. Like, it, it causes like a big energy boost in the audience because they're in on it too. They're like, oh, <laughs> it gets dramatic, but it's all fun. Yeah. Last night we had a guy who his in his in his uh bio it was a little lock and then the little emoji for a man a groom and a bride and we made a little joke about before he was married it was unlocked and there was like other stuff and then he quoted drake some like drake lyric that he would not say again because as soon as he said it his wife was like no 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 don't repeat that <laughs> like we tried to get him to say it again and the wife's like no we're moving on. He will not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like he will not. Like he even. And I thought it was gonna be one of those things where it's like, oh, we're kind of like laughing, but then he's gonna say it. But no, <laughs> that was not a joke in their world. So yeah, that was that was pretty funny. The the best part about the show is when the audience members feels like they can just be 
really honest <laughs> yeah and, like it is a safe space um so like if they want to like also talk shit <laughs> about somebody <laughs> in their profile or like yeah. i remember um amy you were interviewing somebody and it was like uh wedding photos and one of them you know you notice like someone had their eyes uh closed and you made a comment of like oh she's probably not happy about that and the lady was like yeah i don't even know her <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Along with her. Someone's got to be sacrificed in every group pick. Yeah. This time it was her. The, there was, remember that we, we, a few, then like a few weeks ago, we had the three, was it two or three women who are all like at UT students currently? Mm-hmm. And they had pictures of them two together, but, and there was a third friend who had to take all the pictures. Oh. And that yeah. third friend sort of became a character because they're like, oh, this is the friend who doesn't get to be in the pictures. <laughs> this is the one that gets to take the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty savage too, but they were so honest. They were like, because we asked them, did they get invited? Did that third person get invited tonight to the show? And they were like, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> and it seemed like they were saying no in a way where that was, an, that was intentional. Of course yeah. not. She would never. Um, but I think it's interesting, like what we're talking about, like the way people take photos and what they choose to display is mm-hmm. like reflective yeah. of their broader relationships and attitudes towards other people. So mm-hmm. while it seems kind of maybe silly or superficial to be like it's an Instagram profile show really what we're hoping to learn about is like people and how they feel about other people and like those interactions yeah it sounds like you're 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 almost uh, getting caught up in a a, a study of character which is a mm-hmm. lot of what you do as improvisers and yeah. as performers so and, and those are really like when we can get those kind of questions asked that you know, like last night we had a prop maker and some of the questions that we, that we asked him were like, what was, what was the moment that you knew that you wanted to switch uh, to, to do props? Like what, what was an important moment? What was an important po- prop that you've made? Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do you do crafts outside of this, all this other stuff? And like, so the, the goal really is to like find out about this person through, well, yeah. Why'd you post this? You know, what, what is it about this that is you want mm-hmm. to share? Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause your profile represents some like 10% version of you that you chose to put this little bit out into the world. Why did you pick Mm -hmm. that? Why did to you, why does that represent you? So it's interesting to see what people choose. So I want to ask you, you rehearse for, for the show. How do you rehearse? Do you just do a random selection of Instagram accounts and, and practice that way? Yeah. uh, Well, sometimes we'll pull from cast profiles. So one of us Mm -hmm. will volunteer to share and be the storyteller for that round. So it simulates what happens um, with the actual audience. Uh, And then we also do, so we, we, we rehearse the format, but some of the most, I feel like um, beneficial practices we've had have been like we did a few weeks ago, we did a a one that was just about physicality and being comfortable with uh, like touch on stage and using our bodies on stage in more ways than just walking out and talking. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, that helped create not just like comfort with physicality, but just sort of like a a level of like chemistry and comfort with each other, Uh, which, which I think makes more believable and funnier scenes. It it adds colors to your palette uh, comedically and I think it also like when you when you have that chemistry, it's more it's a it's more fun to watch. And so it's it's a it's the audience gets to watch us have fun on stage, and that's infectious, and that energy yeah. is contagious. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you've heard the phrase probably at the end of a show, a host will say, "If this looks like fun, it is." And I think that's hmm. for the audience. Half of it is you know who cares what the show concept is, but we came to have fun with other people having fun. And so if the cast is bonded and on stage and clearly enjoying themselves, that's the key element of a good show. I think. Mm-hmm. You've been quiet, Isaac. 
Oh, for that question, because I, our rehearsal process is, is like doing the show, but like I, like Kyle said, like finding these exercises that elevate different elements of the show. Because at the end of the day, we're we're trying to create a really fun theatrical, improvised experience, and mm-hmm. I, I think we really deliver on that. I think we get like both audience participation in a way I haven't experienced before. And we get a really solid cast really working on elevating the show in every aspect. And I feel like we're just getting uh, better and better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, because it was your idea in, in 2019, is the show turning out to be as much fun as you, you had conjured in, in your, your head back then? Absolutely. Yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, when I first did this what show... What he said, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, eh. No, I, I did the show initially with just... Uh, I have a trio group called Eeny, Meeny, Beanie Babies, and I did it with them too, and it was uh, so much fun. And now we have 10 other people who bring uh, different points of views, different playing styles, and that, that, that just makes it a show where even more people can find something to enjoy, I think. One of the things that I know, Kyle, you've been very conscientious about is presenting this like it. It's not a it's not a roast mm-hmm. of of anybody's account that is willing to share, mm-hmm. you know, themselves. Are, have there been moments where uh, you could tell that the person kind of wants to be roasted, so you go in a little bit deeper, or do you ever like maybe after the show say, "Man, I really want to wanted to roast that." Account, no. That for- you know, um, it's it's funny, like, so my favorite part of the show, personally, is, like, asking the questions is the dialogue. I, I, I ask a lot of the questions to, me and Amy are, like, we, we, we mainly ask a lot of the questions, and, uh, or I don't know how you, like, we sort of, like, guide the interview, because everyone chips in questions. Right. We get to stand closest to the screen, yeah. which is where you get to point at the pictures. Yeah, so <laughs> since I'm close and I'm pointing at the pictures. Uh-huh. Uh, people look at you. People well, because it's like they feel kind of like they're being interviewed one-on-one, but also by the group. So it is like that intimate experience we spoke of where people really want to share in a conversation. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm sorry. I, like, I, Let me re- rephrase that. Like, um, my I enjoy interview like talking to them but what it ends up being a lot of times is like everyone else asking questions then i'm just making jokes about the screen mm-hmm. but that's uh, the part he loves yeah. that's, the part <laughs> that, that's okay. a more accurate representation of it. everyone else is doing the work and i'm just uh hitting uh You're the roast clunkers. light part yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so i'm sorry so the the question was uh, uh is are there moments where i want to roast or how do i know when to roast yeah i you know it's uh Okay, so now I remember why I brought that up. Because like in in the moment when you're having the conversation with the people, you really can get a vibe really quickly mm-hmm. if they're going to be open to that um, and if that's the energy that they're putting out. And so it's really they let us know like mm-hmm. through their responses and through their energy if that's kind of like what, they, what they're looking for. Right. Yeah. I think we've had both end of the spectrums. We've had someone literally ask, go ahead, roast me. Yeah. And then we've had people who said later, well, I was afraid to answer any questions and details because I was afraid you would roast uh, me. Yeah. So, like, it really is all over. Yeah. Sometimes they even roast me. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. that is, that's Isaac's dynamic when he interviews. I do. Like- I, I do invite it, though. It is funny. <laughs> but I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask, like, I think a dive. A, a diverse set of questions, like some really good and then some, like, <laughs> I remember I asked somebody, <laughs> What'd you take this photo with? A flash? I, I asked, what'd you take this photo with? And the way they said it was really funny. They a said, camera, yeah. They said, a flash. <laughs> and they just kind of said, like, that was a stupid question with their answer. 
Yeah, I mean, I like we, at the top of the show, whoever's hosting is always sure to notify the audience. Like, this is not a roast show. We're not gonna. But also, like, if there's something dumb on your profile, we might get you with yeah. it. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, it's a fun and playful conversation. Like, yeah. They're in on the joke, so it's you know we together pick the photos we look at, and if it's something they want to share, they're kind of excited about it. So. There is the element, I think, of I want someone to draw attention to me in a playful way, but it never gets, like, seriously. Look, like, a roast, an actual roast is so mean. Yes. Like, we don't so do mean. that. Like, uh, <laughs> I did, yeah. So, I, I will say, like, uh, I've done one roast in my life. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> I will not be, I still think about it every now and then. I won't be attending again. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best aspect of the show is just when people are honest uh like yes when people we, we ask about a post and like the intention behind it and someone's like oh yeah this was like a thirst trap and then like we ask them about like okay like who the person you were trying to get their attention did they like the photo uh -huh. or did they comment on it and like getting getting like juicy stuff out of that uh that's that's the funnest part it's just when you make someone comfortable enough to be honest and then you don't even have to roast them because they're saying all the juicy stuff that's vulnerable yeah. without mm. like uh, you know, poking at them. You just yeah. like let them talk about it. And that's like the best part. I love uh, gossip. I also, yeah. <laughs> my favorite part too is like not, we don't just look at the pictures. We'll go into the comments and see who's yes. like talking to them and expand. Well, how did you reply to that comment? And it's always so good. Yeah, we, we, we had, uh, the, speaking of the, the profile you asked me about earlier, uh, the woman that I knew previously that came to the show and, and shared her profile, she had, she had a group of comments, this one man who commented on a few comments, uh, pictures of her in a row. And so we were all like, who's this? <laughs> like, this guy's throwing some game here. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that was really fun. It's really cool to see the difference or like how, how actually, I feel like I hear a lot of comments of like, oh, people's persona on Instagram is so curated. And I'm like, yeah, it is. In my opinion, yeah. And I think people are aware of that. But they're also at this at the same time very open to discussing like that, like why it's curated or why they chose to post something. And when when people are just so honest about that intention and they just are allowed to be real in the moment, talking about their Instagram uh -huh. profile, that's the funnest part. Like that's that's cool. I think it makes everybody uh, in the room feel like less alone in that regard. Yeah, it's yeah. like the universal experience of everyone who has some form of social media, mm -hmm. like being open about that decision making process about how we engage with it. Because we have a like a, a, a range of profiles. Some where it's like, like Kyle said, like they don't post that much. Some where like they post a lot, and some where it's like someone, an artist, and then some sometimes just a botanist who has like really cool stories about plants. <laughs> yeah. We had a, we had, a, we've had a few musicians that have come and have uh, shared. And then sometimes we'll play their songs like, oh, cause they'll cool. have like links in the bio. So we'll just like play their song. And they'll ask him about the song. We had one guy uh, who wrote a breakup song and mm. we, we asked him about his breakup song and that was a lot of fun. Huh. So it's kind of like we'll, we'll we'll explore a little bit with the audience too. Yeah, another <laughs> universal experience, the breakup song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good song too. Thank, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> we dropped the handle right now if we could remember it i know hey guy reach out yeah. <laughs> well I, i'd actually like to, to pivot the conversation now to find out a little bit about each of you as individual um h humans we've learned we can't say the other the other words how do you uh, girls. Yeah, i know <laughs> us girls you can talk to us girls <laughs> And I oh, usually ask an, an, <laughs> an, an icebreaker, so we're we're just gonna do this rapid fire. One word to describe your past. 
So Amy, go. You're improviser, so. Uh, oh wait, our improvised past or our life past? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your lives past. It's uh, very open ended, actually. Mm. Oh, okay. Um. Curious. Um. Orange. Mm. Vi- varied. Okay. Varied. I don't <laughs> varied. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, one of the things that, that has that struck me about your opening introductions is that you have backgrounds with Cold Town Theater. I'm going to do a little shameless self-promotion uh, that uh, the Austin Chronicle uh, last month <laughs> released an article about uh, Cold Town Theater. And so uh, you've do all three of you or is it mostly you, Amy and, and Isaac are also performers and, and yeah. we all perform per- there. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. A, a really okay. cool thing about the improv theaters here is that um, we all like perform at all the theaters, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah that, that was, that was something that came out in this article that not, no, nobody has seen because it's coming out next week. Um, but for this purpose of it being out on twelve seventeen. Uh, this came out last. Oh, I last understand month. what we're doing yeah. now. We're jumping in time. <laughs> yes, we're jumping in I'm time. I'm ready for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is is the the sense of community among the the improv theaters? Mm-hmm. So you know, we are recording in the Fallout Theater podcast studio, and the, it's not you know jumping in in flames because you are Cold Town performers. <laughs> it's all very collaborative mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and is very nice that there is that that sense of of community between the theaters so amy i know you have a, a pretty big role mm-hmm. at at cold town um, yes um so i do so i mentioned earlier you know the weekly show that kyle and i are in and isaac's in another weekly show there i also teach improv at cold town so level one beginning students people who want to learn um but i do behind the scenes stuff with cold town as well mm-hmm. so like kind of project management you know staff meetings so yeah i've been doing that for the past few years so cold town i mean just to divert a little is, you know and i think fallout experiences this too improv theaters performing arts art spaces across austin have had a rough time yes. over the past few years and cold town theater has been for the past year in a brand new space to rent which they're very lucky to have found but it's mm-hmm. temporary so I think, you know, we're talking about the fun stuff, the shows, what the audience sees, but the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes to keeping places like Cold Town Theater and Fallout Theater afloat, there's, you know, huge staff and owners who really treat this as their passion projects. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely want to give credit where credit is due to people who keep performing art spaces open in Austin, because we're not for those efforts. We couldn't be here doing our little Instagram yeah, <laughs> um, jokey jokes, you know, mm-hmm. which is the fun part but there's so much work behind that yeah yeah for sure i'm i'm saving you for last isaac so i'm gonna turn to <laughs> sure so the, the the question is uh the question is i guess uh tell me about your background as you kyle the individual yeah uh well the reason i said varied is because like i i started doing like comedy i feel like kind of late like i got into, i didn't start doing comedy or anything on stage perf- like as an actor or anything until i was like 29 before that i was doing music and like writing like and so um my path to comedy was a little bit 
uh, sideways, I guess you could say. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, you know, I, I echo everything that Amy said. I think the, 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 you know, the theaters are separate and everything, but it's all one big community, you know, a, a rising tide lifts all ships. Um, so I see, I, I, I see the work that I do at Cold Town as being, um, just as important as the work I do here. And, um, yeah, I, I just I value the the community here so much and the ability to do this sort of comedy. Um, it's not available everywhere, yeah. you know, so uh, and not even in every big city. I mean, uh, I yeah, I don't want to speak about any other Texas towns, but I do know that like Austin is sort of a, a rare gem in that way. Yeah, I don't think Orlando has something like this. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's sure. a safe one to name. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I you know, I, I does that answer the question that, sure, my, yeah. of, of my background? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I started. I mean, I started at Cold Town and uh, kind of like worked my way up. And uh, I, I had a really great experience working with Amy uh, in a sketch group called Prayer Circle, um, and that's where you know did first sketch show and mm-hmm. did a lot of improv with them. Uh, I had a team Mediterranean Avenue I was in for a long time that I really loved. Uh, and then my big crossover to fallout here was I did Terminator the musical, um, which was a transformative experience for me as a performer. It was really, really incredible. Um, and then I was lucky enough to get into this, this show running team. Um, you know, they, there was a really great show put on by, um, Amy and Isaac and, uh, Pete, uh, and Pete Parsons and Maddie Cordovano called pioneers that, that, you know, Pete and Maddie moved away. So there was this, this sort of like spot where they were going, you know, what are we going to put here? And, um, they were working together and they were kind enough to invite me to join their show running team. And, uh, so that's how I got in on come at me. And it, this has been an incredible experience and yeah. a, a huge honor to be a part of. The reason that I left you for last, Isaac, is because I haven't seen Amy or or Kyle perform. I've seen the trailer to one of your short films, mm. so that's you know the closest. So I wanted to your your background is 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 interesting from that perspective. That mm-hmm. you know you haven't always been a stage performer. You're like this, and and you know. Kyle and Amy, feel free to chime in if you were also filmmakers. But uh, you know, <laughs> Isaac, you have this this really interesting multi layered aspect to you. Yeah. Um, thank you for. Do you know which trailer? Pepito. Pepito. Yeah. yeah. Pepito was uh, one of. It was my first short film that I wrote, produced, and starred in, and, and got awards. It got awards. Major. It did, it did the <laughs> festival circuit, and miraculously, it won the HBO short film competition, which. Uh, part of the competition if you win it was you end up on HBO. Uh, and that was really uh, pivotal and really just cool. That doesn't happen to short films. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was like very validating and reaffirm- reaffirming and has helped me in like getting money for my next projects uh, that I've made. Um, but I-, I would say I'm still, I'm still early in my career in the filmmaking career. I'm still, uh, I think towards the end of my short film making part of of my career whereas like where you, you build a cor- portfolio of short films to showcase your your work your ability as a director uh and i just finished uh my maybe my last short film called the son who can't play trumpet which i got some of that money from hbo they gave me a grant to make and i got to film in my hometown but um yeah i said i said orange when you just when you said <laughs> uh describe like your 
previous life and one were just because like one just the, the color orange is like very just i think of my past in orange but also because one of the most pivotal moments and i don't mean to name drop but like it was when i was an intern at conan i um i went to la to be a monologue intern for conan o'brien and during my time there i actually did start out on stage uh that uh-huh. was where like my um what's it called foundation came i was like an improv nerd i spent all my time at the upright citizens brigade theater studying seeing shows um and during my time at conan i had a blast but i also found out that that's not what i want to do um huh. i had an incredible time there i i came to the realization that i want to make my own stuff and i can't do that here in la just because it's expensive there's a big barrier to entry so i made the decision there to come back to austin um really try my best to make an impact on and get get in and make an impact on the improv community here in austin which it is it is easier to get more stage time here in austin than it is in la it's really i love it but it's just there's just more people um not as many chances are given so i came back here and that's what i love about this community and this place is that i'm allowed to get more stage time and hone in on my craft with people i love and have a good time and i I feel like a lot of the people here are still just as disciplined as in la or new york and have a really great playing style and i was allowed to to make my my projects um, with the support of the artistic community here in austin that also includes like other improvisers so um I could have gone like another path uh, when I was at my internship there and stayed there, but I decided like I I want to uh, try things and, and make things and do things on my own terms, and I, I feel like I was allowed. I've been allowed to do that here in Austin. Mm-hmm. You directed another recent short film, pulling from a lot of your improviser friends as actors. Which... I did, yeah, and it involved who we talked about earlier, Pete, Pete Parsons, Maddie Cordovano. Yeah, um, and I got to use a lot of the Fallout community here to to make it happen. We actually rehearsed the blocking for all the film here, and um, it recently played at the Awesome Film Festival in October, and it played really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was an audience favorite for sure. Yeah. Um, Isaac's a very talented director and comedian, so to see those two forces come together like in a way... I don't think you could do it without your full improv background and without your mm-hmm. full film background. So you can see both that play. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. So I, I don't know how intentional it was, but the three of you like have these very, you're in different parts of, um, you know, the creative experience, you know, your, your contributions are not only on stage, but behind the stage, you're very much in this like full creative mode of, of, of creating your own things and you're selling out eight out of 12 shows at a theater <laughs> production yeah, yeah. and and mostly focused on on stage performance yeah yeah well i did i mean like i i uh, in december i put on i put on my first show that was mine that like oh. i wrote and uh i guess co-directed and produced um and that was a like a satirical acting workshop called getting inside an actor with jeff gyllenhaal and oh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. i can't believe i didn't mention that but uh <laughs> we we did not sell out eight of 12 shows i can tell you that much uh but yeah so yeah uh, yeah so like i'm i am uh still sort of trying to um 
learn the production side of it mm-hmm. and the directing side of it. That is like uh, that is like a goal of mine to definitely yeah. fight, figure out how to get on the other side. Because I, you know, w- w- one of the guys that was in the show. I mean, I like I really have a lot of respect for for Isaac and Amy. Um, Amy is uh, really someone that I really look up to as far as uh, work ethic and focus and uh, just a really, really an incredible leader. Um, and uh, and so I, I kind of like want to learn more about that pro- the, the production side there. And I, one of the, the guys that worked with me on Getting Inside, actor Kyle Romero, is an incredible director. And I sort of backdoored him into co-directing the show by having him in the cast. But then I was like, hey, but uh, what do you think? how does this look? <laughs> <laughs> Can you sit in the audience and watch it and tell me what you think? And, say, and so he's like, he's, he, I remember at one point I was like, thanks for co-directing this for me. And he's like, well, usually people pay me for this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so like, so yeah, like I, I want to learn, you know, about that. And then like, and Isaac as well, like just as far as his, his ability to have such incredible bandwidth to take on these, pro- these huge projects that, Really, man, I wouldn't know Square One how to start uh, on getting a, a short off the ground and getting yeah. it distributed and stuff. And so, like, to see him do that while also managing to come in and crush improv, it's, uh, I don't know. I actually don't know how I got on this topic, but I, uh, <laughs> I'm just gloating about my fellow showrunners here. Wow. That's good improv energy. It's lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I would say to what Isaac spoke to earlier, in a scene like Austin, there really is room for you to explore all aspects of things that you want to get into, teaching, directing, performing, production. Um, and on one hand, it is kind of necessary to do it all because it really is sort of a self-starting scene. Like if you want to put a show up, you're going to do everything from beginning to end. So it gives you a chance to develop those skills, which I think is really cool. Um, and yeah, it is a team approach in improv and in show running. So part mm-hmm. of you know why it's not just one person running the show is one, that wouldn't be very fun. And two, we all bring skills to the table that make the production more, mm-hmm. you know, well fleshed out and an experience to be part of. And I hope the cast feels like the experience is fun to be a part of and they feel supported and that the audience feels like it's fun to be a part of and they feel supported. And I think Isaac and Kyle and I each contribute to a part of that in our own ways. And, um, you know, to uplift Kyle too, since you complimented both of us, I feel the need to return. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Be as rambly and long-winded as possible. It's kind of take the focus off of me. Uh, is you know, I I feel like Kyle. You know, you, you said you came to improv later in life, but I think your passion for improv and comedy and performance arts. You know, people improv is like, oh, is it just comedy? It's really performance art. It's theater and really pushing the envelope and delving into those aspects like you all were talking about earlier, like a workshop on physicality. That's not something the audience might think of, but it's a stage production. It's a visual art. It's not just about making a bunch of jokes and, you know, Kyle's commitment to that and bringing that to the show really adds to it. And so like the acting background in the theater, that like leads over here and you know the way Isaac sees things from a great director's point of view and shape of show helps make the show better so like each of these things in other areas of life come together here and I think that's the fun thing about improv is whatever strengths and um, experiences and interests people have with this group of you know three showrunners and a cast of 12 only this group of people can make this show and it wouldn't be like this if Mm. you subbed out any one other person 
Amy, you, you're involved in Austin Sketch Fest. You're mm-hmm. involved in Cold Town Management. You teach mm-hmm. and you perform and show run. What's a creative uh, goal or ambition that you have for yourself? Um, that's a good question. I think what I, I like to be in a role where I'm supporting the continued existence of the community because kind of like I alluded to earlier, it's not a given that Austin has the scene and I've been able to learn so much and have such a great creative experience, you know, taking classes at Cold Town, you know, six or seven years ago, coming in from nothing and having that be my entry into like comedy performance and keeping those doors open for future generations of people who want to learn and want to become performers and future directors and producers. So I think it motivates me to... Um, you know, several, whatever that is, whatever kind of leadership mm-hmm. to help make mm-hmm. sure that the doors are open for people in Austin who want to learn comedy and want to get into performance. And um, the way I used to look up to people when I started years ago and see, you know, I used to watch really great um, all women improv team, mm-hmm. um, Loverboy, mm-hmm. who's very famous. And just seeing that and being like, oh, that looks fun. Could I do that? And having that experience continue to be a part of Austin is something that motivates me, I think. Isaac? What was the question? Uh, well, you're, you're all of 19. If I, you know, as the old person, I could say you look like you're all of 19. You've already accomplished short films, you're, you're show running, you're performing. What's, what's a creative ambition that you have? A uh, creative ambition that I have is um, to move full time into TV and film directing. That's, that's cool. pretty easy for me to answer. That's, that's a what good I, answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wow. what I want to do. If you say it, it will become true. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. working on it. Nice. Uh, I feel like I've already talked way too much, <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep mine pretty brief. Uh, yeah, I think for for me, my goal right now uh, is to just become. Um, it's it's more of like it, it's not a huge big project goal it's more just like a personal development goal Mm -hmm. like as a performer as an improviser um i just want to continue to grow to get better at this i mean i just i love it i love it so i want to try to get better become more well-rounded and grow with this team yeah yeah when you said like maybe a professional goal i think i kind of hesitated because for me it's it's like I'm doing this for fun. So, I mean, I appreciate Isaac has a very professional approach to film directing and that's necessary too. But, you know, I have, and I don't want to talk about it in the podcast, but I have a whole nother day job where I actually spend most of my time. And then this is the a thing that I do in my life to stay well balanced and connected to creativity and community. So, you know, we all have a lot of lives we're living and, you know, we're talking about one here on the podcast, but for me, I don't know that improv or the comedy community is necessarily something that I, I want to see like as career. And it's, if that's mm-hmm. even possible, I want to see it as like, you know, it's important for us to have lifelong hobbies and creative outlets and communities that we connect into. And I think improv, no matter the level that you want to get engaged, serves a great purpose for that, you know, in a very isolated society where people are like, I don't know what to do with my free time. or I don't know how to mm-hmm. connect to new friends in adulthood or you know, I work and I don't feel like I get to do anything creative with my life or, you know, if I can't make money off of it, why should I do it? And I, what I like about improv is, and comedy and performance here in Austin is, it's not all tied up in industry like that. You can do things for the joy of it and 
like there is inherent joy and pleasure in just coming and doing a weekly show. And so I feel like yeah. as long as I'm doing that, that's where okay. I want to be. Okay. okay. Talk about joy. I'm going to have to talk. <laughs> I didn't want to talk anymore. Oh, well, please do though. Well, just to kind of second what, what Amy said um, about sort of like the, the, the attraction improv, I think for me, like what I love about this show and specifically the energy that it brings to, to Saturday nights and to fallout and, uh, and just people, the audience's lives in general, like for that night, it's, um, it's this really positive, joyful energy. It's very much like by the end of the show, it really feels like the audience is on stage with us. It really feels like we are collab because we're joking around with them. We're kind of like needling them a little bit and like just to get that dose of joy every week for me personally, it feels great. And it feels great to like share that with an audience to share that with this cast so I don't know, that's, that's cultivating that and, and, and trying to get more people in to see the show and to share that energy. That's, I think that's my big goal partially mm -hmm. as well. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Well, you're all professionals because you knew that we we're starting to wind towards the end and you were able to bring it back to come at me. Hey, so, now. Yeah. Well done. Well um, done. At simple come dot a text dot me. Follow us on Instagram for sure. <laughs> Well, I'm going to do another rapid fire here as we close out, and I'm going to ask you one word to describe your future. I'm going to start with you, Kyle. Determined. Okay. Isaac? Teal. Ooh, that's a big <laughs> color contrast. Um, let's see. He's going to be on Bravo. <laughs> Are those their colors? I don't know. Um, let's see. Mm, I don't know. Um, expansive. I have no idea how I'm going to do my uh, little visual that I usually do when I collect the the first and future words. But, you know, that's on me <laughs> to figure out. That's not on you. Uh, very good. Okay, so let's spend the last couple of minutes just uh, another... T tell me in, in the, uh, let's see, in the most creative way that you can think of another compelling reason for for why folks should come check out Come At Me. I mean, I think it's literally it's very fun and funny. So if you want to have a good time, you want to laugh, you want to enjoy the experience either directly or secondhand through the interviews, like literally it's just fun. It's okay to come have fun. It's okay for us to just have fun. It's what Saturday Night is for. Um, everybody's a very talented performer, and I'm always laughing at them from the sidelines, so I don't know why anyone else wouldn't want to come watch y'all. So, uh, A compelling reason is like, Man, I, I was watching like a, a movie the other week and I spent like $40 at the Alamo Draft House. And wow, I was like, ching, ching. and I won't say what movie it was, but I came out of it and I was like, oh, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I like to think I, I, I see the, the show objectively of like, oh, that was a good show or that was a bad show. I've, I've never walked out of a come at me show and been like, oh man, I didn't have a good time or I don't mm. think the audience had a good time because no matter what like one like amy said we have a talented group of improvisers but it's also like a night where it's uh you can get connection at a very low stakes like even mm -hmm. if you don't want to participate mm -hmm. you feel very connected to what's going on because it feels like a hangout because uh, the lights go down it's dark someone's profile is on blast and it's very it's a very mm -hmm. vulnerable thing and everybody's like thinking about Ooh, can I do that next time? And like everybody's 
you can feel like some people's hearts are racing a little bit thinking about you know should i share my profile uh -huh. and that's like just a, a very real experience that happens every saturday night at the show that you maybe can't get at other shows or maybe uh, at other shows it's like it's like very just like oh we're gonna do like just a regular improv format which is fine but this at this show you you do find a connection no matter what like mm -hmm. <laughs> no matter what you think about the improv uh, the stories and someone being on the spot and vulnerable like that is so cool and you can't get that at a lot of other shows you can't get that at a, mo at a movie sometimes and i love movies and sometimes <laughs> i feel a little uh, empty or something after a movie and i've mm -hmm. never felt that way uh after walking away from a come at me show better than the movies that's our new average <laughs> there you go yeah it doesn't For cost sure. forty dollars that's, yeah, the that's the other thing uh yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'm going to say anything more than what they've already said, but really, for me, the allure for for a prospective audience member is like uh, like Isaac said, uh, it's it's fun um, uh, connection. It's it's a great electric feeling of connection, and like Amy said, it's really fun. The energy is great. Uh, I don't think I can say put it any more simply than that. I think it's it's a fun electric show that, that allows you to connect in a fun, safe way. And uh, I thought I had something. Yeah, you can support local live theater. I mean, Fallout's yeah. an Austin yeah. institution. We've mm -hmm. got lots of new comedy theaters coming in from out of town, but Austin has been creating comedy for a long time, like I yeah. think we've talked about, and Fallout's one of the originals. So if mm -hmm. you want to experience that slice of real, local, authentic community, well, you yeah. still can. Yeah. You should come support. Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. Thank God. Um, <laughs> No, but like, like, like kind of, I think you kind of started to hit on it. Isaac was like, yes, the, the improv is, is great, but like the interviews and the fun, we laugh a lot. Like a lot of the laughs are in the interview. Hmm. Like, so, so you're laughing it, it, maybe you're not a huge improv fan. Well, Hey, like you can still laugh because the interviews are going to be funny and the improv is going to be funny for if you do like improv. So it's just like, I think it is an improv show, but it's also this great fun interview show as well. So I think it's it's got a broad appeal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's improv, it's storytelling, it's you know spontaneous interviewing. It's exciting and it's all live and you know just like improv, it's all made up on the spot and you can only see it if you're literally there in person that night. Yep. Not recorded, not available anywhere else. So yep. very good. All right, well that is a wrap on Comedy Wham presents Kyle Arian, Amy Knapp. Isaac Garza of Come At Me at Fallout Theater. Kyle, Amy, and Isaac, tell us uh, where we can find the show. And if you want people to follow your activities, tell us where to do that. Uh, well, Come At Me has an Instagram account, at come.atex.me, because we needed to find one that wasn't taken. So <laughs> at is atex. Um, so follow us there. And if you do want to come see a show and participate, that's also where you DM us. Um, but also follow Fallout Comedy on Instagram and check out their website, falloutcomedy.com, where you can learn more about all the other shows that happen at this theater and classes and corporate workshops. Uh, yeah, uh, what Amy said. And if you want to learn more about what I do, I think uh, I post what I'm doing on Instagram at Isaac Garza with three A's at the end. <laughs> yep. And if you want to follow uh, me, you can't. Um, no, no, uh, I, uh, no, I have no, no, no future, uh, upcoming projects other than this and a very special episode, which is a, a weekly show over at Cold Town Fridays at 8 PM. Uh, so, uh, if you want to see me and Amy 
you can see us there or you can see us yeah, at Yeah, you can see us May. Friday and Saturday yeah. if you are a big fan. Huh? If you want to have a nice big weekend and then and then hit on Sunday, you can go over to Colton oh and gosh, see All Night, All Night, All Night. You can see Isaac oh. and his Herald team. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love gosh. I love that team so much as well. If you're, <laughs> yeah. if, if you're an improv nerd or never seen the Herald, you should come see the Herald. It's a classic, long-form improv format uh, that is just so dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't undersell it, though. It's not just for improv nerds. That's a great show. It is. It's yeah, a really, yeah. really good show. Um, and those shows you can find at coldtowntheater.com, which yeah. has shows um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and also classes. You know, I mentioned I teach at Cold Town, so if you want to learn to do improv, you can come learn from me. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Kyle, Amy, and Isaac of Come At Me uh, got to be the comedic geniuses and creative forces in Austin today, uh, as much as I have learned. Uh, this has been Comedy Wham Presents Kyle, Arian, Amy Knapp. Isaac Garza of Come At Me at Fallout Theater. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Kyle, Amy, and Isaac. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you. You're a great interviewer, too, by the way. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs>